0: Here's your host of sound off, Brad Bennett.
1: Kenny, were you aware of the fact that we had a Duluthian, a Duluth native, that performed the national anthem uh, at the Super Bowl yesterday? Is that what he performed? That's, I guess. Well, I didn't know this either until I read about it on Minnesota Take this morning. But Duluth native Daniel Durant performed the national anthem in American Sign Language at the Super Bowl. Oh, sure. Well, my
2: wife but, knew that. She she mentioned it. Oh, she, she said he's from Duluth. Okay. I didn't know that, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you cool. see it when he was doing it? Uh, not really. No, I didn't either. He said many viewers were com- uh, complained that CBS didn't show his uh, sign language performance during the broadcast.
2: Well, they made mention of it or they acknowledged him. I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not really concerned about that anymore. <laughs> that game's over. It's gone. Tonight, Monday gone. night hockey,
1: Las Vegas. Oh yes! man. <laughs>
2: Minnesota in Las Vegas tonight. And Monday night. We hockey. got
1: issues again. We got issues again. Uh oh. Did you see we got we got people hurt again? Yeah. 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 The uh Felino is gonna be out now a couple of games, I guess. So Boy, that injury, gonna... that that the incident on ice, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I he got hurt on
2: that? Wow! Yeah, what do you think he is? Well, a baseball he's player? A... <laughs> baseball players, <laughs> you know, they sprain a finger they, and they're out for a month,
1: and they're out for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, I guess he in that uh, when he when he tripped a, a guy or whatever. He fell down differently himself and yeah. injured his body, and he's going to be out two, week, or two the, games. This
2: gives yeah. these other uh, guys that uh, are stuck in Iowa for the Iowa Wild and yeah. the AHL, gives them an opportunity to come out and do
1: something. Show themselves, see what they're going to do. Right. Well, just like, for example, here's a here's a ray of hope for you, Kenneth. Yeah. You know, we talked last week a couple of times about the fact that uh, starting today, down in the Minnesota Legislature, you've got these couple of goofballs. Well, I'm sorry, I don't mean to call them goofballs, but I consider them goofballs. These uh, these two individuals. Uh, what are what are their names again? Sandra. Oh, and Larry. Oh. Mo and Larry, Mo and uh, Mo and Moelle, Sandra <laughs> I, Feast, the one of multicolored hairs, uh, you know, who thinks that uh, all bathrooms in schools throughout Minnesota should have menstrual uh, cycle uh, equipment in it because not only women go through menstrual cycles. Are we on really, this again? Sandra? Are we on this again? Yeah yeah well anyway she's she is bringing up this whole idea her and her compadre the uh Somali individual, Senator Omar Fatah, they are bringing up the idea of making Minnesota a sanctuary state, you know, and how you can even look at that after you have what you've seen
0: Put yeah exactly. People.
1: Put it to the people. Let the entire state vote on whether or not they want to go along with that. Because here's what's happened. This is good news. You know the uh, state senator from Hermantown, Grant Hothschild? He has come out and said, I ain't going to support it. And he's got to support it for it to be able to pass. Because uh, according to everything I've read... And the way the numbers play out, uh, the Democrats are 34 in the, in the Senate versus the Republicans, 33. So for them to get the votes in the Senate, 34 votes, me. they got to have... All yeah. but one are going to vote for this? Well, Come on. let's hope not. Let's hope not. <clears throat> but what Grant is saying is even if they do, even if all others. You know thirty three Democrats vote in favor of it. I'm not voting for it because I've seen what sanctuary states can cause. <clears throat> it depletes your education budgets, your welfare budgets, your food stamp budgets. It creates housing shortages uh It's just not a good thing to be looking at, and uh so I'm not going to support it and then god i'm I'm with you kenny i you know, if, if the other three thirty-three Democratic senators all support it, we got some real issues in this state, real problems. But anyway, Grand Rothschild, and the reason, you know, he won, what, what did he, I think he won by just a fraction, a very small percentile. He won that seat from Andrea Zupanich, up, in, up on the range, and Andrea is going to run again. She's running again. So uh, it appears that, that that could be a very, very close race, and I think he understands that this is a region in the country that doesn't want to be flooded with illegal immigrants from all over the world, and we don't even know who they are. Yeah, they they, they defeated their, their GOP opponent by just over a point so that that's probably why they're looking at doing that. Anyway, as I referred to your kind of what you, you were down in Eau Claire, weren't you? Well, Didn't you I spent some time I down there. I lived there. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what's going on down there. Now, Wisconsin is going to be a major battleground state when it comes to the presidential election this year. It's currently a battleground over refugee settlement controversies. Wisconsin officials have sought to meet with uh, with officials from the Department of Homeland Security about the first group of Somali refugees to settle in Eau Claire. Now, when you say Somali refugees, well, that doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, it's... It doesn't mean there's going to be thousands of them, does it? Well, here's here's what they say. When, when they open it up for just the DHS is working with World Relief, a Christian nonprofit associated with the National Associates of Evangelicals to bring 75 Somalia refugees to Eau Claire in the Chippewa Valley on September 30th. Well, the problem with that is that by, by association, they automatically can bring family members. Family unification policy could lead to 1,000 influx of refugees from Somali in the very near future. Wisconsin's neighboring state, Minnesota, Somali refugee settlements ballooned into millions within two decades Minneapolis located 100 miles from Claire has the nation's largest Somali population. The FBI reported in 2019 that dozens of military-aged men in the city have joined terrorist organizations. I bet you didn't know that, did you? About uh, what's happening in Minnesota with the with that uh, refugee settlement. They go on to say that the refugee settlement plan would end with 75, 75 Somalis, but potentially thousands, as each refugee will be permitted to import close and extended family members, think cousins, grandparents, to Wisconsin under family federal family reunification policy. In just a few years, locals could find their communities, schools, Emergency services swamped with refugees from failed countries, including Syria, even though world relief officials won't tell us from which countries these people could be coming. In other words, they want to keep everything really secret with the local communities. Now, the Eau Claire city manager, a woman by the name of Stephanie Hirsch, uh, she's an appointed official, made the deal with World Relief for the resettlement without consulting the elected Eau Claire County Board. Eau Claire County and the city of Eau Claire have separate governments. They have their own city council in the city of Eau Claire, and they have the county board in Eau Claire County. Heard said the county school district and emergency services will shoulder the cost. In other words, here is an unelected official who made the deal with the World Health to bring these people in with the knowledge that 75 could turn out to be thousands by the time they bring all their family and relatives and everything, well, which they are allowed to yeah. do. Yeah.
2: Let's look at this, Brad. I mean, let's just take a look at this. I, I Minneapolis has been somewhat transformed. I mean, they allow the... Uh, the the praying of the Muslims. I mean, it is a Muslim nation. Yes. They dragged U.S. soldiers through the streets of Mogadishu, Brad.
1: Absolutely, they did.
2: Hung them from a bridge. The allies of Somalia are who?
1: Russia? China? Pakistan? And a whole bunch of Islamic terrorist organizations that are all backed by Iran.
2: You LGBTQers? Listen up. Same-sex relations are illegal in Somalia. Punishments no, not, punishments under strict Sharia law include flogging or death. It's also illegal to preach a religion other than Islam other than Islamic. in Somaliland. Yep. That's right. And they don't want to assimilate, Brad. And we're seeing this.
1: And Eau Claire, you know, Kenny, you hit it right on the head. Why is it that areas are not allowed to just take a simple up-and-down vote? Why are they forced on by some semi-quasi-religious organization, in this case the World Relief Wisconsin, uh, to bring them in and not tell the truth about what's going on? They didn't even tell the people of Eau Claire That, uh, okay, yeah, it's 75 people, but it could end up to be thousands within a period of time simply because by statute they are allowed to bring in their cousins, uh, nephews, nieces, grandfathers, grandparents, and your county, school districts, emergency services, they're going to shoulder the costs. Hey, Brad. You, the taxpayers.
2: If I could, I want to play the full 26 seconds of what this Somalian said.
0: I will never stop saying we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. The Minneapolis Police Department is rotten to the root. And so when we dismantle it, we get rid of that cancer and we allow for something beautiful to rise. And that reimagining allows us to figure out what public safety looks like for us.
1: For us, what yeah. public safety looks like for us, yeah. the Somali community, and you are wondering words, who that. We was. don't want you people resting us. We yeah. don't want you to. We don't want to live by your rules and your uh, laws. Yeah.
2: That was Ilhan Omar, by the way,
1: Congresswoman. Yeah, of course, Ilhan it was. Omar. Yeah. 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 The same. Uh, the same woman that said recently. Same woman that said recently, Kenny when she was speaking in Somalia to a group of Somalians that I will always stand first with you, the Somalians before anything else. Not before America, not before anything else, but Somalians.
2: I do know that uh, back in the day, I I lived in Eau Claire from 1990 to 94. It was a relatively short period of time, but uh the time I was there they had a big um, uh laos population um oh what's uh and and they were um, they came from laos um oh, what's oh yeah. the uh, Ma- yeah,
1: mountain yard
2: mountain um, yard or Hmong, Hmong? yes Hmong thank you, thank you, yeah, and they had i think per capita the largest Hmong population outside of laos in Eau Claire, Wisconsin and it really was something, but brad, these were people who were um, Christians, Buddhists, yes. yes, they they assimilated. They were hard workers. Uh, they wanted to be. Cases, there. They wanted they to absorb bought... what America had to offer.
1: Yes, and, and I, they I don't fought see on that America's with... Side during the war, so yeah. they they had an affiliation, a connection with America. Exactly. Yeah, the the question they asked under the questions: What counties will the refugees settle? to the Chippewa Valley be from, or what countries will they be from? And the organization said, well, we can't tell you that. Uh, The top two countries of origin for refugees settled in Wisconsin last year were from Burma and the Democratic Republic of Congo. More than 80 percent... Of the refugees resettled to Wisconsin in fiscal year 2023, came from one of those two countries, and we anticipate receiving individuals and families from these two countries in the coming year. And then, of course, Tom Tiffany got got involved, and and uh, Tiffany complained that the community was kept in the dark about the matter. He said, "Look, you." You you haven't even come out and told the people of Eau Claire and Chippewa Valley about what the taxpayers are going to have to uh, pay out what if this ends up to be large numbers of refugees, potentially from Somalia, Syria, and other unstable countries. Uh, you know, we've already learned that these people kind of make up the laws on the fly. How many people uh, w- that broke the law and stole millions of dollars from the Feeding Our Future program were from Somalia? Almost every one of them. And because they just decide, they saw an opportunity there... For them to make up names that they were feeding, and they weren't feeding anybody, and taking the money and sending it to buy homesteads in Somalia, buy nice pieces of property there so they'd have something to fall back on. Anyway, we got to take our first break here of hour number two. We'll be right back. If you got the money, honey, I've got the time. We'll go home talking now. We're going to have the time. We'll make all the night nice spots, dance to the music fine. If you got the money, honey, I've got the time. Well, ain't no use to tarry, so let's start out tonight.
0: We'll spread joy, boy, boy, and we'll spread it right. We'll have more fun, baby. a l time,
2: 129, little lefty uh, Frizzell. Oh, yeah. uh huh. If you got the money, I got the time. That went to number one back in 1950 and stayed on the charts for almost half the year.
1: See, Kenny, I believe in music. If you got a hook line like that, if you got the money, I got the time, baby. That's going to sell the song. (laughs) If
0: you got the money, honey, I've got the time. There you
2: go, Lefty Frizzell. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? Oh, city council meeting tonight.
1: Yes. Yep. What's on the agenda? Anything oh, uh, a little bit of this controversial? A little bit
2: of that. Uh, not too much, I don't think. But uh, let's see. Uh, there is going to be a personnel committee, a Dita interview. So they're going to interview somebody for the Dita board, I assume. And then seven o'clock, they're going to have a public hearing on the steam utility. And then the council meeting will adjourn at seven o'clock, and they'll talk and discuss all the things that they got on their agenda. And we'll talk about it tomorrow.
1: All right. Yeah. Very good. Well, um, I'll tell you. I think when when you look at the story out of Eau Claire, you're you're, uh, you're absolutely right. The people should be able to decide what their community is uh, is going to turn into, or yeah. potentially could turn into. Yeah. They they got to just look at Minneapolis and and see what's going on there. The fact that people want to create their own court system, their own. Uh, you know, they they want to dress the way they want, speak the way they want, uh, follow their own rules and regulations, and basically they want to create a little Somalia right in the middle of Minnesota. And there's no reason to believe they won't do the same thing in Eau Claire. Now, on a totally different break, a totally different issue, I, I know that uh, we're going to have to go to our CBS News break here very quickly. When we come back after that, I do want to talk about an interesting thing that is happening over in North Dakota, where North Dakota, uh, the officials in North Dakota have said, <laughs> said basically to Minnesota— Look, uh, Minnesota, you don't want to uh, create anything over there. You don't want to mine anything. You don't want to create anything. So we'll uh, take your leftovers and recycle them and make something out of them here in North Dakota. Now, I'll tell you what I'm specifically referring to when we come back after our CBS break. So let's do the CBS, and then we'll come back.
2: KDAL time, 137, 32 degrees in Canal Park. We're freezing, Brad, but uh, we're not going to complain because we're above normal.
1: Oh, no. I mean, yeah. we're never going to complain when we're above normal. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, 32 right now. 32 was our official high yesterday. And I got to tell you, the lost winter, I'm not happy with this. Uh, we, we don't have any <laughs> snow, Brad. I need a snowstorm. <laughs> I mean, Seriously. Uh...
1: No, we really don't. Yes, we do. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: well, I have one leftover question from the Super Bowl game for you. Yeah. Okay. Now, is Kelsey staying in Chicago? Is he going to stay in Kansas and be there for the, um, you know, the big celebration and stuff, or is he on that jet flying back to Japan with his love bug? She has to go back to Japan. Yeah, yeah. She's got six or other six or seven other uh, no, no. dates going. She's got to perform. on No, there. he's
2: got a parade to attend in Kansas City.
1: Yeah, but come on, Kenny, the love bird. No, she's flying. working. <laughs> you, no, 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 no,
2: no. He's not going to go over there.
1: No, he just gets in the okay. way, and you
2: know, now. Nah.
1: Okay, all right. Would you? If you say so. Are you kidding me? There you go. <laughs> I rest Taylor my case. Taylor Swift? What? <laughs> oh, well, <I'm> no. <laughs> no, if I was single, I mean, if I was in his position, yeah, you know, that would be one thing. Well, here's the story I wanted to get into because this is rather interesting to show you how far we have dropped off the map here in Minnesota. You know, it used to be Minnesota was the ha- was the home of what? Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing started up in, what, Two Harbors originally? Kind of grew to a massive scale. Some of the other big businesses that we've had here in Minnesota, we've grown. Today, it's like we don't want to do anything to manufacture, especially if it has anything to do with minerals that you might take out of the ground or harvest. But in North Dakota, on the other hand... Uh, Here's the story that came out of today's Duluth News Tribune. Uh, A company wants to bring waste from Minnesota iron mines to North Dakota, where it could be used to produce pig iron, a precursor to steel. Now, what's going to happen is the North Dakota Industrial Commission voted on January 24th to give 7 million dollars to a company that would use iron from Minnesota to produce low carbon pig iron at at Underwood uh a 2 billion dollar project this is going to be located out uh well it's it, it's what what they call the site of the Rainbow Energy Centers Coal Creek Station, power station, which is about 10 miles south of Underwood, uh, North Dakota, and about 50 miles north of Bismarck, North Dakota. The uh, Coal Creek Reality brings all the things we need um, to that area. The, The authority voted to forward the project to the Industrial Commission, which consists of Governor Burgum, Agriculture Commissioner Doug Goring and Attorney General Drew Wrigley. See, in Minnesota, would be made up of a bunch of uh, voted uh, whoever, a bunch of people. The project would take mine waste from Minnesota's iron range and use hydrogen to fuel the pig iron plant. This project is only viable due to the combination of existing Underused iron resources in Minnesota, in close proximity to North Dakota and its energy industry, according to the company's grants and applications. Now, they carry it a step further, uh, Kenny. The, uh, for example, the the commissioner, this uh, Boglas or Borglas, said that the mine waste would be crushed, screened and washed in Minnesota, and then it would be shipped to North Dakota. We process it down to half the volume, and then we ship it to North Dakota and turn it into pig iron. Now, why are they doing this in North Dakota? Well, very simply, Borges made this statement, and Burgum, the the governor of North Dakota, said the same thing. He said, look, North Dakota is more attractive than Minnesota for the plant, in part because regulation has run rampant in Minnesota. Let me read that again. The reason that that this steel mill is more attractive in North Dakota than it would be in Minnesota is because regulations have run rampant in Minnesota. This one super this one super excites me, Governor Burgum said it's a complete gift from the state of Minnesota. Now they talk about this plant taking three years to build with over a thousand construction workers. The application uh says the plant will be completed by twenty twenty nine uh the pig iron from the plant would be shipped to foundries and steel plants in other places of the United States where it would be largely, the pig iron would be used to create iron. Uh, the pig iron plant would lead to a $5 billion to $6 billion steel plant. It's a game changer for central North Dakota. There are so many wins stacked up on this one, Burgum said. The $7 million in funding from the Industrial Commission will be used toward engineering and designing the facility. The $3 million in funding from the North Dakota Development requires the facility to be based in North Dakota, said Jessica Tonka, CEO developer of the fund if the project moves out of state or transfers ownership the 3 million shall be immediately repaid to the state of north dakota so it's a it's a non non-factor it's a non-loser the state of north dakota will get approximately a 5 to 6 billion dollar steel plant that will use leftover spent tailings from minnesota which will then be used with hydrogen, will be mined, crushed, screened, and washed in Minnesota and then shipped to North Dakota to be converted into pig iron. And why do it there? Because Minnesota has become too regulatory. It has, it has stopped. It has, there's been so many regulations in Minnesota that you can't do anything like this in Minnesota anymore. You know, it's pretty incredible when you think about it. <clears throat> All of this is g- going to be a huge economic impact to the state of North Dakota. Now, uh, what is going on in Minnesota? Well, um, we, as part of the capital, well, I told you that the legislature starts today in Minnesota. And one of the things that Governor Walls wants to do, you know, because he's pretty much a, a socialist and uh, believes in socialism, pretty much. And so does his uh, lieutenant governor, Peggy Flanagan. And both of them have talked about how when they were a kid, their family was torn apart because they had so many medical bills from family members. So what they've decided to do, Minnesota Governor Tim Walls and Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan said that they will support a bill to be introduced by a Rochester state senator that would remove interest on medical debt and ban hospitals from withholding care to patients due to outstanding debt. Now, see, I kind of agree with that. I don't, I don't think a hospital should ever be able to withhold medical care. You know, what? what is the Hippocratic Oath? Uh, first, do no harm. Well, I think you're doing harm to people if they've got a medical condition and you say to them, hey, <clears throat> sorry, can't take you on here. You owe us a couple of thousand bucks from when you had your appendix out. So we we can't take you here. But what, what Governor Walls wants to do is he wants to take credit. He says, look, you can take credit card debt to buy a television is one thing. Death because you had a heart attack or were hit by a car or have an illness is an entirely different thing. And I, I think there's a lot of people in Minnesota that would tend to agree with that, that uh, that this is a huge diff- issue. Anyway, I'll tell you the rest about it when we come back after our Minnesota news break. But, uh, you know, we've tried to get a hold of our friends over at Phil's, uh, Phil's garage door a couple of times. Haven't been able to get a hold of them yet. If we do, we'll bring them on. But uh, right now, I want to make sure that you know if your garage door is stuck for any reason whatsoever, call Phil's garage door service to fix anything from a broken spring to safety sensors to door replacements or anything to do with your garage door. Phil's service team stands ready 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, year-round. When you need that door to go up or go down, you know what? Phil's Garage Door Service providing residential and commercial garage door service repair and installation since 1994. They're locally owned, veteran owned, and union operated. Phil's Garage Door Service of Duluth, simply uh, give them a call at 218-525-7654. Or look them up on the internet at PhilsGarageDoor dot com. We'll be right back after Minnesota news. K D A
2: L time one fifty two twenty seven degrees in Virginia, Minnesota, the Queen City. Brad, that's right. Yeah. and don't
1: no no what, no no not the oh the Quad cities? The cities. Yeah, no. Cherry,
2: Zim, Buell, and um, what's the other one? Forbes. God. <laughs> No, Corey, help me out. You nail them all. You nailed
0: there you all. go. See? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uh, Corey, Corey, Corey. It, it, in the terms
0: of what the Democrats will choose to put terms on things, we can put the term Quad City on any four cities. Well, make it six <laughs> that we want. Okay. To. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Uh, I'm with you. <laughs> cherry
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you were talking about this new thing that waltzy uh the stolen ballard is pushing um in all the years that i spent in critical and emergency care not once especially emergency care did they ask anything about insurance for treatment that's life-saving so it's a bunch it's another ploy by the democrat party to pull the heartstrings on whatever they can to get people to vote for them. We look at what they did with insulin prices, um, I believe, uh, and this is pretty factual, that Donald Trump decreased the price of insulin, and it went back up when he got out of office.
1: I believe you're hard. right. I believe you're right. <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> all of them are Well, see,
1: I thought, I thought that myself, Corey, when I was reading this this morning. But it did say in the story that the New York Times reported that Alina Health in Minneapolis had denied non-emergency medical service to some patients with outstanding bills. So I, I don't know whether that's non-emergency, that or, non-emergency or what?
0: Non-life-saving. Yeah. Elective, okay. as they can put it. So it's, okay. but they will push it in whatever direction they can. They'll just put a blanket statement on it. Our fake media will run with it. Oh, look at this! Look at what they're doing. We're going to lower these. But every avenue that they can run up, or every flagpole they can run up, the Democrats will run a story or a narrative to get people to vote for them.
1: Yeah, and I didn't know that these, I I didn't know that medical deaths were, or medical debts were transferred once a person died anyway. I mean, Walls talked about when he was a teenager that my little brother was eight, my father was dying in the hospital on life support. Those last 10 days ended up putting my mom back to work for 20 years to try and pay off medical bills.
0: Why don't they, which they've been. it's been proposed. Why don't they work on medical billing? Why is it you can have a procedure and a year plus later you can still be receiving bills from the hospitals? Let's get yeah. our act together. Let's look to see what the prices are for certain things. Agree upon that and that's what they charge for it.
1: Well, I got another question to ask in a whole different uh, on a whole different scenario. Did okay. you watch the Super Bowl? I
0: don't watch any of that, Brad. The day they took me, I said, the NFL, I am done with you. Pro sports, I am done with you. A bunch of millionaires parading out there. No, I just can't waste my time to do that.
1: Well, I I was only wondering because I wanted to know if their uh, ads for Bud Light had any uh, take on you at all. Because it didn't change my feeling (laughs) of Bud Light. I still won't drink that skunky swill no matter what.
0: (laughs) Yeah I I just uh it we're seeing a lot of things going on again. I hope people are enjoying the show.
1: All right. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> talk to talk you later. later. <laughs> no, uh you know, it's a uh, it, it, it it it's it's rather interesting in Minnesota, but Corey's right. I don't think anybody's been denied emergency medical attention. And in this story was careful to say that it was non-emergency the where people have paid had to pay bills. But what's going to be happening as we move down in Minnesota? Now we've only got a minute or so left here, so I can't get into any of these, but but we we're starting today. Today the legislature will try to clean up several bills passed last year, such as school resource officers. What can they do? What kind of uh, physical uh, holds can they use on students that are out of control? We're also going to have physicians-assisted suicide. That's going to be brought up. We are going to have people bring up the idea of making Minnesota a sanctuary state. And I'm sure hoping everybody will get on the uh, horn and call their legislators, write their legislators Tell them, we don't want that. We don't want to become the next New York City or Chicago, Illinois. We don't want that. Uh, so so don't force it down our throats. But we'll, we'll try to keep up with it uh, day after day. A last-year bill of limited use of force against children by school resource officers will be revised by legislators this year and they will try to determine the guidelines on what an officer can and can't do, which is rather interesting. They're going to decide a bill, but the police officers that are there on the day-to-day basis with, with teenagers, with big children that are literally adults that are out of control, we're going to tell police officers what they can and can't do. There is also, believe it or not, there is also growing concern over Minnesota's new flag, and whether or not Republicans in greater Minnesota specifically want to do anything with this flag, they, they, in fact, there's some of them that have come out and said, we're not taking down the old flag. The old flag is just fine. We don't need a new flag. So we'll keep an eye on that as well, folks. But uh, lots of things going on in the state of Minnesota, and we'll keep an eye on them for you as we go along on SoundOff, as we a, always do. Wait a second. So yeah, a lot of these people
2: that have a state flag are going to leave that state flag flying. Flying.
1: Yep, the that's what they're one. saying. Yep. Which will be rather interesting. You know, what is the state going to do? Are they going to suspend them for that? Well, I that don't know. Well, that was my thought. Will
2: they try to arrest them and put them in jail? Right. Yeah, they probably will.
1: Yeah, we'll find out. Anyway, folks, have a great day. We'll be back at it tomorrow, Tuesday, right here on 610 KDL with more Sound Off.